Welcome to Ashes with Ash, a storytelling podcast from your tobacconist community, bringing you stories of life behind the cigar. Join me on this adventure to find the coolest cigar lounges, smoke some lovely cigars, and seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends, owners, and customers. Let's tap into these untold stories with a little smoke and ash. Welcome back, everybody. Today we have Jessica on, producer of the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, entrepreneur, mother, and cigar enthusiast. I hope you all enjoy. Cool. Oh my gosh, where are you right now? Um, We're in our studio that we have here at our house. We're in the middle of building a new lounge, so this will become a closet eventually. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So this is our this is our studio. This is pretty much just the backdrop. The rest is a hot mess. Wow. <laughs> I love it, though. It's so cool. Yeah. We used to have like, a, a, like an acid sign in graffiti and stuff, and Ooh. we had to take that down because we tried to like do a little bit more symmetry in here so yeah we'll see what we're gonna do in the new studio very cool where are you right now like where are you located we are in southwest florida which is a town called northport which is between like tampa and fort myers so it's sarasota county gotcha so it's the gulf coast of florida yeah is it nice and warm there it's getting warm which i prefer the cold weather but yeah, I know, you know I hate being hot, especially in Florida. Yeah, it's it's humid. <laughs> like yes. the humidity is what gets me. Like exactly. this is this time of year is okay, but it's like we know it's gonna get worse. <laughs> exactly. I hate that. <laughs> well, cool. What are you smoking? Uh I am smoking a PDM uh Perla de Mar uh Corojo by JC Newman. Very nice. So yeah. How are is you smoking it? anything? Yes. I have just the undercrown shade grown. Uh, that's good. Very it's good. good cigar. Nice and mild. Yeah. Yeah. The PDMs are like my go-to like oh, nice. cigars. Just like a mild, like I'm not a huge mild cigar smoker. This one has like just enough little oomph to keep me engaged. Same here. I'm not a big mild yeah. cigar smoker, but lately I've been trying to get back into it because I keep smoking like three or four cigars a night when I'm out. I'm like, yeah. I need to chill and smoke something I know. lighter. <laughs> I know. I definitely like those... Uh, spice bombs or like nicotine bombs is like I like to call them yeah I, I like crave it and then I'm like but I, then I sometimes find myself not enjoying some of the other cigars but they have some really good tobacco notes and it's right. like just so I've been doing a lot of like blind reviews and just kind oh, of like taking notes and teaching myself to slow down a little bit and really just take a beat <laughs> very cool yeah that's good yeah it's hard to you know yes i know I you gravitate towards yeah and you yeah. gravitate towards what you know is going to give you you know what you like in a sense exactly set. so yeah. yeah so what's your favorite like binder filler wrapper or do you have like a few <sighs> um i mean it's probably more like a few but i'm really into the the boutique type cigars like right now like um just anything that's going to be a little bit more unique and a little bit off the beaten path i'm really enjoying 
Um, Stolen Throne Cigars uh, right now is like, was my number one last year, even though we're still in the beginning of this new year. But they, I smoked so many of those cigars. Wow. It's the crook of the crown. Like it's just so good. Nice. Yeah. And then they have a, yeah, they're, it's hard to kind of find them. Um, They sell out fast. Um, but I did like every time they go on sale, I'm like, I like, buy a, you know, like yes. a 20 pack and I'm like, and then I hoard them and then try to smoke. I try to smoke them like at least one, one a month. So I don't feel too guilty for hoarding them. Yes. <laughs> and then I feel, <laughs> and then good. I'm a huge Ezra Zion fan. Like I love everything Ezra Zion and Nomad Cigars puts out. I, I joined their cigar and coffee of the month club, um, probably like a year and a half ago. And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm a little disappointed because I don't get some of the cigars that I want. Right. Um, and then when they do the releases, I'm like, uh, now I'm like $80 in the hole. Like yes. I'm part of your club. Like I should have this cigar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's worth for the coffee and stuff. Oh my God, that coffee is so good. Oh, nice. I forgot about yeah. Ezra Zion. I haven't had yeah. that in so long. Yeah, I hunt those crazy rare, like I yeah. will hunt them. I don't Good. know why. And it's a nostalgic thing for me, yeah. mostly. It's not even so much like, oh my God, I have to have that cigar because I know what's in it. Like, it's just, oh, I want that cigar because I like to band on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Which is> sad. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Well, cool. So you have a YouTube channel. Tell well, us about yes. that. Yeah, Ke- Kevin is uh, my significant other. He mm-hmm. had start. we started Cigar Prop um in his garage basically like he was tinkering and he was always trying to figure out like a way to you know have a rest for your cigar so it was like you know and he started like fabricating his own and then we branched out now that's a whole nother thing but um that's kind of how it started and I named it because he was like we gotta come up with a cool name I'm like what about cigar prof and then like it. it just kind of took off from there and we started doing like sort of I guess we can call ourselves we were doing reviews in the garage and it was like mostly him because I don't really like being on camera I'd rather kind of be behind the scenes um yeah yeah it's it's uh, it's still awkward for me he's definitely like look at me he's very flashy and I'm like oh please don't look at me (laughs) yes I'm the same way yes (laughs) but uh so we started that and then um, we uh, developed a bleed tool uh, for your lighter to properly bleed your lighter. Um, and nice. so then the cigar props, the bleed tools, they kind of really took off. And then we um, stopped really doing reviews and then started doing um, the I Tap That Cigar Show. And cool. that's kind of, so I produced that. He's pretty much the main person on it. And he has a co-host, um, uh, Care Viajante and of Stokie Road Cigars. He has his own cigar company or his own cigars. Right. And uh, so like they do the show mostly. Like I actually just first did my own show by myself nice. with uh, Lee Mac uh, 912, which is uh, another cigar reviewer. And I got to interview oh. him and that was like nerve wracking. And he's super awesome. But I was like, this, yeah. this is outside my, my wheelhouse. Like this right, is right. like Kevin's thing. But uh, we, you know, we tend to like work really well together. Like, 
occasionally we argue now most of the time we argue and we work okay together <laughs> so at least but, you can work good together yeah we work together but he he is definitely the mastermind behind behind everything like uh i so just cool. assist where i can but we started a new company called trash panda cigars oh, and yeah. this yeah this is like my baby like this is the Ooh. one that i'm excited for because we are basically we're selling cigars online um and so we're getting cigars that are like you know n have no bands or whatever and we're like putting them in these biohazard bags and we oh. name them like ones like a hot sushi mm -hmm. so they'll each be like a different run like obviously you know they're a cigar that we did not make you know right, right, and right. so but it's supposed to have a little bit of satire a little bit of fun you know we have we have a, a ashtray that's a dumpster um, we have, oh, you know, shirts that have the trash panda with the cigar and like we just it's all to have fun and just, you know, put ourselves out there a little bit differently. We have some merch on there. Um, we have our own cigar too. Kevin um, developed a cigar called Back in Black. So that's that's oh, something sweet. we're selling. And then him and Care just came out with the Silent Green five pack. It's a buddy pack. You bought it's got Candela in the filler. There's three different cigars. And then you 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 get a six pack and you split it with a friend and you guys get to vote on which one you like the best and whatever one everyone choose like the one that wins is the one that goes into production. Wow. So like yeah, That's there's some really, really good idea. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's Candela is not my thing. Like I'm not a huge Candela person, but um, I smoked these and I was blown away because wow. it brings it introduces Candela in a whole different light. It wow. doesn't have that bitterness like Candela normally does to me. Like I'm like, you know, some yeah. people crave that that type of cigar, um, but it's just a cool concept. And then people get involved and they get to vote and all that stuff. So, yeah, but That's Trash so Panda cool. is like so exciting because we get to name everything like these crazy, kooky, wild names, like just have fun with it and like, you know, bring maybe newer people to the cigar industry because then yeah. it's not so serious. It's not exactly the the old ways, which is there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. I mean, yeah. we, they paved the way for all of us to be able to kind of do this. But I think there is a shift in the cigar industry and people are a little bit more wild and a little bit more open minded about things and want, to, want new things. You know, tradition is great, but we there's room for all of us. Exactly. Yeah. So when did everything start? Like, how long have you guys been smoking? When did you start the YouTube channel and the cigars? So it's probably been five years now, like consistently doing the YouTube and smoking and putting ourselves out there, especially because of the cigar prop business. I mean, we hustled like every event, every, we were vendors at every event. We were constantly putting our product in any manufacturer or cigar plate like anywhere so we could get here you go here you go here you go yeah, and so yeah i mean it's it's it uh, the struggle is real like people think oh i got to sit down and like start talking about cigar it is not that easy no at all and you know to be consistent with it and then having all the right equipment and have just it's a whole process that we right. never new so in the beginning we were in our garage you know and people would be upset because you could hear the dryer in the background <laughs> or like the people walking their dog down the street and oh, stuff man. so we've definitely evolved <laughs> into something a lot better um in our new studio we'll have like pretty much like all the everything is like we know now what to do right you know versus what we did do and um, yeah 
but the five years now consistently, Kevin had smoked cigars on and off before we met. Um, but like in my family, I grew up around cigar smokers and pipe smokers. And oh, cool. so, Me too. yeah, so I dabbled in it on and off, but never like what I am now. Like, right. I never even would have probably thought about it in that sense until I met Kevin. So it was like a, something we could do together. It was like, so oh, this cool. is, this is fun. This is awesome. You know, we, we connected and bonded that way. You know, yeah, and plus, if I really wanted to spend any time with him, it was probably like <laughs> you need to start smoking more cigars. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's probably like, oh, if he wants to spend time with me, he's got to come find me because I'm probably outside smoking because I like being out on our patio and he likes being nice. here in the studio. So it's like, gotcha, gotcha. Sometimes, like, we do have like a disconnect with the cigar smoking because right. you know, we built this studio, but then I'm like, but we have this beautiful patio I and. Know. We get to be outside with the dogs and the birds. And so, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. Do you think it changes the flavor smoking outside versus inside? Mm, I do. Yeah. I do too. I I feel like being outdoors, um, you're not influenced by all the smoke that's kind of lingering still. I mean, we have a pretty good um, filtration system in in the studio, but it's still, I, I feel like it gets stagnant in here and then especially right. if two of us are smoking in here it's and it's different cigars it yeah. totally changes how I taste the cigar yeah I like to smoke a spicy cigar outside yeah I feel like that helps a lot for some reason really yeah funny. well because I like do you retro hail sometimes yeah 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 see I like to retro and sometimes I don't like to do that in the studio because then I'm like <gasps> it's all the smoke that's here and it's yeah. like it invades my like nostrils like to it, it's almost too intense and I'm like mm. but when I do it outside I'm like oh it's not so bad exactly yeah it's totally different experience yeah that's crazy so what was the goal when you started the YouTube channel and cigar prop and what is the goal now like how is you, your goal different our goal then was to create like a cool side business and really kind of like, you know, dive into the cigar community and just, you know, kind of just be part of it. Yeah. Now it's like definitely more intense in the sense like we obviously like this is our passion. We know that this is something that we both really, really want to do long term, if not for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, we both have full time jobs, which I actually just resigned from my job. My last day is nice. April 2nd. Wow. And I'm terrified Aww. that I did this. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be but, great. Yeah, I, I figured one of us could take a step back and really kind of like start navigating this water like not working a full-time job right you know because we both had full-time jobs and he still obviously has his but we have all this other stuff in the works and it's kind of like let's one of us step back and see what happens and then if both of yeah. us can that would be even better but we'll see time That's will tell amazing so if it doesn't work i'll be back in the work yeah, right. <laughs> what did you do before this i was a store well i guess i should say i still, still am because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um for the last 10 years i've worked for goodwill which is oh, nice. a thrift store but i work i have like uh, 10 clients that have special needs that i oversee but i have 42 employees wow so it's it's a lot. A and this lot, is my, this was my third store. 
as uh, with the same company. And so um, it's kind of bittersweet. I mean, I'm ready yeah. to move on because A, I never wanted to work in retail ever. I didn't even know what Goodwill was until I moved to Florida. Wow. I have a son who has Down syndrome. So when he was born, he had to have wow. a lot of surgeries. And so it was kind of like I worked for um, Easter Seals and a couple other care services when he was really small. And then um, I moved to Florida from North Carolina and was like, what am I going to do? Like, he still has to have surgeries. And like, who's going to hire me? Like, knowing I'm going to have to leave when, you know, when I need to. And so right. somebody was like, oh, you should go to Goodwill. They like help people. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a Goodwill. So I went into one and I was like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, I like thrifting, but I was like, I don't want to run Different. a register. Like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Like, yeah. I, that's not, I don't know what that is. And um, so they hired me for $7.10 an hour to go through clothing and linens when I first started part and I started part time. And it was just, I could make my own schedule. So it worked out perfect. So I was like, I'm going through all these people's dirty stuff. Like this is, this sucks. But then it morphed into this love of what Goodwill stands for. And I just saw so much stuff that they do for the community. And then navigating through like working with people with different challenges. And I was just like, this is amazing. I mean, so people cool. can say what they will about Goodwill. I mean, I, I hear all kinds of positive or negative. Right. I mean, I've worked for them for 10 years and they have done nothing but been incredible to me and my family. That so is it is yeah so it's definitely a little bit bittersweet to leave yeah. there but I'm definitely my kid my oldest son's in the army he's 23 oh wow and then my two other kids my daughter and my son they're both teenagers uh 16 and one will be 15 soon here in April April 6th and so you know they're older every you know life is changing and shifting totally and, you know so I feel like this is a good time to to yeah. try something new and if it doesn't work, I'll just go back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. Most of my yeah. clothes are from Goodwill. At listen, Almost Goodwill. Listen, Goodwill, like <laughs> Salvation them. Army, like Habitat for Humanity, they all have thrift stores. We also have a Humane Society thrift store where the money goes to animals and stuff. So, I mean, I always tell people, you know, buy used. Like you don't need new things, you know. And like I do believe so in the whole renew, reuse, recycle. You know, and like, if you can, you know, obviously it's hard for, for some people. They want brand new and that's fine. You can find brand new tag, tags on brand new, you know, clothes on used clothes, but they're not used. They're still brand new. They're just that goodwill. So. Yes, exactly. I find so much great stuff there and brand mm -hmm. new stuff. The only thing I can't do is I couldn't buy a bathing suit from them. No, and I, I couldn't so. do, and shoes, shoes are iffy. Yeah. Shoes are iffy. I mean, I, I think shoes are okay as long as you clean and Lysol and Yeah, as long as you can like stuff. get in there and clean them. But we don't sell like obviously used underwear and stuff. So I don't understand why we sell bathing suits. <laughs> exactly. That's so I'm true. Like, I didn't even think about it's that. The same concept. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's still in that area. <laughs> yeah, the top's fine, but the yeah. bottoms, hmm, I don't know. Pass. <laughs> That's gross. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because the question always is, oh, do you guys wash this? Well, no. Like, please wash yeah. that when you get home. Please don't put that on right now. Like, no, I don't, don't know have, where. 
Yeah, I don't know where that that's been. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, like you don't guys, you guys don't have like a hundred washers and dryers. There's no. no way you could wash them. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you've been to a thrift store, I mean, the the amount of dust and mud and crap that's on stuff. Nobody has staff or time to really like no. detail clean. They just don't. I mean, people are like, oh, it's dirty. It's like, oh, well, it's just a little dust. Yeah, <laughs> just it'll be fine. Of, but if they realized how much stuff comes in, it's impossible to keep everything dusted. So much dust and dander every day. I bet. That it's just Jeez. in the system. It's in the filtration system there. It's just impossible to keep all of that clean 100% all the time. Yeah, so it's a lot. <laughs> wow. A lot. But anyway. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Very cool story. Wait, so what are your future plans now that you have more, you're going to have more free time? What are the plans that you have for the future with all of this? So my plan right now is to definitely dive more into the trash panda. Like that's something we've kind of, we've launched it a little bit. We haven't really promoted it like, you know, a hundred percent because it's kind of still new. We're still feeling things out plus time like was not really in the cards for both of us at the time. And so now that I'll have more free time, I'll be able to really invest in that. But I'm also going to branch out and see like what else is in the cigar industry for me. Like um, I might even try going, maybe working at a lounge a few days out of the week, just because I want to expand my knowledge, you know, and really see where that leads me to. Um, I'll probably obviously be, uh, (laughs) Kevin will probably book me and make me do things that (laughs) is outside my comfort zone, but you know. It'll be good. You'll get used to it. Eventually I will. You know, like I said to him, I'm like, I'm so nervous about this. Like, don't don't do this often. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'll be fine. Yeah. It will be fine. Hey, I still do the same thing too. I'm like, I get so nervous beforehand. But then, you know, once we start talking, it's just, we're just talking, you know? Yeah. Then it becomes like organic. It just feels so hard to like put yourself out there at first. And then once you do, you're like, well, it's a passion. It's something I love. So why wouldn't I want to talk about it? Exactly. It's easy to talk about cigars, especially when you have a cigar in your hand. It makes it much easier to talk. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So what is your affiliation with Drew Estate? Mm, okay. So Drew Estate is one of our show sponsors. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So there. this is technically the Drew Estate Experience S. Also, we, you know, do a lot of coverage for them. Um, you know, we go to all the barn smokers. Um, we cover all of that. We do like a media in that sense. Um, you know, we promote and advertise as much as we can for Drew Estate in that sense. Same thing with um, JC Newman. They're one of our sponsors. Amendola Cigars is one of our sponsors. Um, we have a couple other other sponsors that you know have different roles for our show. So that's kind of how that works for us. So we can do giveaways. Um, and give away cigars during our show and stuff which is pretty cool that's so and like corona corona is like one of our main main sponsors of of the show so that's jeff borshowitz uh, from corona scars awesome like it's so cool that we have gotten these opportunities like it's kind of mind-blowing because like you know the cigar community as big as it is it is actually tiny (laughs) it is very a very small community and, you know, without 
putting our, I mean, we're in Florida, so like we're very fortunate that we live here. And this is like a hub of where a lot of great um, manufacturers are, especially because Miami and then you have Jeff up in Tampa and Orlando and, um, but getting to meet them and like getting like to realize like, oh my God, they're just real people. They're not like rock stars or movie stars. I mean, you get that kind of, you know, Oh my God, I don't, I don't want to say anything. Cause you don't, you know, you don't want to be like that fan girl or fanboy. Totally. but, uh, truly like just wonderful human beings that we've met in the cigar industry. And like Same. some of these manufacturers, you're just like, Oh my God, they're just like the coolest people on the planet, you know? And yeah. Jeff and his wife, Tanya, just, they're like the most nicest people on the planet. That's so I mean, cool. Yeah. So it's been a really cool and it's also very humbling too to like, yeah. you know, be able to like say, you know, these people think we have value, you know, and like want to totally. see us be successful and like be part of their cigar family as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. Do you have any advice for me on how to find sponsors? <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, Kevin, I would definitely have Kevin reach out to you afterwards because Kevin yes. has actually helped grow a lot of people's channels. Very um, cool. Yeah, that's like, I will say, even though Kevin drives me crazy, I'll <laughs> give him some props for this. He is a social media, like, guru. Like, he really understands, Good. like, how to work social media. But he also, you know, is like he has his own he had his own beard business prior to all of this too so he's very business oriented so he has some really good good advice and good ideas to help people um get some sponsors and stuff so i'll definitely have him reach reach out to you after show he's fantastic he's really good at what he does you know i i feel like sometimes i'm just like the sidekick you know i'm like (laughs) no all right (laughs) I'll just stand here. And he just got injured. So right now I'm basically the lady who holds his crutches. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I'll just hang out here. Like we went to the Great Smoke uh, through Smoke In, which is Abe's um, thing. And he does a huge event every year. And uh, the Great Smoke is fantastic. And we usually have always been vendors. And then when COVID happened, they did like the virtual event. So this was like the first like huge event that was happening where, you know, besides the PCA and all that stuff. So people were like going to Miami to do this. Ready. And uh, we go, but Kevin was injured. So, or still is injured, but he was, on. it was like, not a bad experience, but it, it was like, wow, we had to take a huge step back. Like we didn't get to do any filming. We like, didn't get to interview anyone, but it was still such a cool experience to see like a oh, lot of yeah. people and to watch it, like other people having like an incredible time, you know, it was like, oh, this is what it's about. You know, oh, totally. this is what we love, but it was, it was hard. It was hard for us to I step bet. back. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this is so outside our element if we're not being vendors and we're not being media right. what do we do are we actually like people who get to walk around yes was, if I was, get a break it was weird it. though yeah, it was I so bet. it was so weird it's <laughs> crazy but yeah definitely i'll have kevin reach out to you absolutely yes it's, thank you he's got some really good tips on how to you know at least navigate this whole sponsor show right. and building your channel and very cool all yeah, of that awesome. you know so sweet so do you have a most memorable moment you experience while smoking a cigar mm-hmm. probably with my son um 
my son Graham, he started kind of smoking when I met Kevin. Like, you know, when you went when you were 18, you could still buy, right, <laughs> buy cigars and cigarettes when you were yeah. in, and then they just changed it um to 21. But he uh wanted to kind of like connect with Kevin and like bond with him, which was kind of cool. But um yeah. with me, like he and I, like that's our thing. Like we oh, like video chat or like we'll send pictures. He'll be at a lounge where he's stationed and I'll be here. And then when I go and visit him, we'll go and have a cigar together. Oh. And for me and like with my dad and my brother and my brother-in-law, like anytime we all get together, I think for me, it's about sitting with my family. Like I love the yes. connection meeting people at lounges, but for me, it's kind of like, so awesome like when all of us get together we can sit down as a family and enjoy this definitely like, it's like a totally different experience i don't really know how to explain i'm sure other people understand it because you know when your family is involved you're like yeah this is awesome yeah exactly because so yeah. i feel like so many families a lot of people aren't into cigars or disapprove no. of it so it's like you have this separate totally separate life from your family mm -hmm. but when you have your family into it it's just it's really nice experience yeah it's it's like one of those things where you know like when certain families like if they like outdoorsy stuff like camping canoeing you know or skiing and all that stuff they have like a connection a bond right that's something that they do but like for me it's cool that we have that with you know smoking yeah. cigars you know because that isn't for everyone you know obviously so too true. it's like a a taboo type of thing like i'm not sure what happened here uh, kevin's screen went crazy uh -oh. sorry <laughs> no it's okay it completely just popped up some other random thing oh okay <laughs> i was like if, if i click here is it gonna make you go away that oh, was no. my only concern so i was trying to make sure i hit the minimize button oh, no, you're um, good. but yeah so you know as much as like, you know, sometimes people, it's another way to connect with your family that you didn't even know you could, you know? And so I think that's probably my most memorable, like at this moment in my life, just yeah. love that, that I can have that with them. That's so cool. Do you know how many generations it goes back, your family smoking cigars? Um, Like especially, well, the pipe smoking is definitely oh, yeah. something that definitely goes back on my dad's side of the family. Um, but it, what's interesting is on my mom's side of the family, we're, def we're actually very mixed on my mom's side of the family. My mom's grandmother is from Jamaica wow. and she's uh, part Jamaican and part Spanish, which is very wow. interesting. It's yeah. a very strange kind of upbringing she had because she was actually left in an orphanage. So she doesn't really oh. know that much about her childhood um, or like her parents or her yeah. family dynamics. Um, but I really dove into trying to do like a bunch of us in the family tried to kind of connect and do the whole like ancestry type thing yes. and trying to find stuff because we have um like we always knew we had like certain things in us but you know back then things were know? so different you know they were uh my mom is a sibling of nine so wow. it's kind yeah so like it's, it's like so strange to like see but my mom's side of the family like my great-grandmother, she actually worked in, like in, you know, with tobacco and stuff for a while. Wow. And then she worked um, in Miami for a little bit before they moved to New Jersey, where yeah. they settled because she married an, uh, uh, my great-grandfather, who was an Englishman, for, and he was a sailor. 
Wow. So yeah, it was like really strange like thing. <laughs> and so like when my, um, when they came, I guess, and settled, you know, cause I mean, that's kind of what they did. They like traveled and then settled and then he ended up in New Jersey. Um, you know, they, my uh, great grandfather apparently smoked a pipe as well. And so, you know, but I never knew them. And then my, my own grandfather died when I was really young. So I don't really know, but I know some of the men in my mom's side of the family definitely like smoke cigars and stuff, but it was mostly my dad's side of the family that I, I got to see, you know, like yeah. engaged with, but, um, like I always see old pictures and like of people on my mom's side of the family and they're smoking a cigar or a pipe and stuff. So it's really, maybe that was of the time back then, but it yeah. never women. It was just always the men. Totally. Like yeah. there's definitely, I think I'm the only woman in my family that smokes cigars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think I am too. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, you know, and I think about, you know, like maybe it was hidden. Maybe some of these women hid, you know, hid smoking, but totally. I think they probably mostly smoked cigar, uh, cigarettes, Yeah, that's you know, true. type of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So do you ever see like a future with your family in the cigar industry? You know, a great, great, like five times great. Like they all smoked pipes and stuff. So, so cool yeah and we grew up and we we owned a, a garden center so um yeah. my grant my yeah it was called schaefer and sons and that's oh. my dad and his brothers my grandfather he they just all owned this company and um it was commercial and residential and so we kind of grew up like in agricultural like type of setting anyway so it's kind of like i feels like organic and natural to drift towards something like this you know yeah exactly yeah and kevin and i are definitely both interested in seeing the like, whole process of how you know from the fields to the whole production and you know rolling cigars like that's something eventually maybe at some point we'll do in our lives yeah fingers crossed oh, cool. <laughs> yes i love that if you could smoke with anyone dead or alive who would it be probably my grandfather yeah yeah, just because I didn't get oh. to before he passed. So, you know, and there's, you know, like the memory of him smoking his pipe or smoking his cigar and then just him being the, the man who was like, I'd love to have an adult conversation with him. Totally. And, you know, and just be able to share that that bond since I have that with my my dad. It would be cool to do it with his dad as well. Yeah. You know, that would be neat. Yeah, definitely. I have this one cigar I had the other day. As soon as I lit it and took the first puff, I immediately brought me back to my grandfather and his old house in Pennsylvania. Have you ever had nice. a moment like that where yes. you just smell something or taste yes. something and right smell away memory. It you? Yes. All the time. It happens to me a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's also too, because I just feel like maybe that's just their presence, like poking you, like I'm here yeah. <laughs> trying to keep, hold you accountable. <laughs> you yeah, gotta look right? around. You're like, all right, let me make sure like, I'm <laughs> behaving myself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, I you know they're here. Yeah. But I love those moments where you connect immediately with a, a memory from, from something, if it's family or, you know, any, anything that you did that brought you joy you know it's always a cool thing yeah seriously yeah so where do you see yourself like five years from now Ooh, five years from now uh, 
hopefully with no kids in the house. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. I have a forever child, so you know that's oh, okay. Right. But he's pretty independent. Like you know, he does oh, he does well for himself. So hopefully they'll both have jobs and you know and, and all three of my kids can take care of me no, just, yeah, right. but, um definitely want uh to see myself be more um established in the cigar community for you know i mean i've been you know doing stuff for five years but i really just now really started devoting trying to do more in the cigar community so that's something I definitely see myself still doing in the next five years, obviously, like yeah. we're trying to grow our business and, you know, see where that goes. But I have a feeling that I'm I'm going to veer a little bit, probably from what Kevin does and, and find my own niche, because, I mean, we're, yeah. we're not the same person. I mean, it's right. natural to want, you know, other things, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Do you ever think you'll have a cigar lounge or would you rather like maybe work in one first I've, to see. Right. Well, I've been wanting to do that even before yeah. like you, but now that we're going to build our own lounge, we're obviously. Over. So I think that will give us an idea of that something we'll do later on down the road. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely considered it at times, you know, we, we've also talked about like, you know, maybe, being reps for something but to, to be honest I don't think that that's our our thing like to travel and go to cigar lounges and rep other people's cigars. that's just, I just don't see us doing that right you know in the beginning we were like oh that might be cool and then we we're like no it's definitely not not our jam so kudos to people who do that though I couldn't yeah. do it like I think about that and I'm like I don't want to be on the road all the time like know, having to right? go to all these different cigar lounges I just I think it would get old fast for me yeah exactly it's like taking a long road trip. You're so sick of being in the car. Right. <laughs> like well, and it's hours. also wanting to smoke whatever you want to smoke, yeah. you know, and, and enjoy all yeah. different types of cigars. You're kind of not bound by that particular maker, but you kind of are, you know. So it's kind of nice that we've had the relationships we have because it's very open of like what we can smoke and what, you know, like obviously when we're doing our show, we want to respect our sponsors. You know, yeah. or if I, we have a guest on, obviously we can smoke something of theirs. But like any other time, like we're not pigeonholed to being like, oh, we can only smoke this cigar, you right. know. So that's the freedom that I still want. So yeah, definitely. How is your cigar? It's good. I had to light it twice because I let it go out. Oh yeah, no, you're totally fine. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm doing a lot of talking. <laughs> no, it's good. But yeah, this cigar is just such a good go-to. Yeah, like cigar i i love it i find that it just it checks all the boxes that i need for like a midday cigar i mean i could smoke it anytime but it's really not something i would probably smoke at night i definitely want something a little heavier at night right um but it just goes good in the morning in the afternoon especially with coffee oh it's yeah. so good Ooh, so good i know do you have like <laughs> a specific cigar you think you you know so much about so it's like an easy sell to tell people about like you know every um, inch of it no probably not like i'm not a huge cigar nerd which is what i'm trying right. to like learn a lot more about certain wrappers fillers binders you know i don't feel like i mean i can kind of i understand it but like trying to articulate it sometimes it gets uh -huh. all like i'm like i don't know how some of the stuff like i'll listen so to kevin and i'm it. like i'm like 
how do how does your brain retain all of that or like how do you know what like where that came from what field of factory like what leaf like what I don't understand so much. <laughs> like, but yeah. I think it's also because I'm a little indifferent to certain things. So I'm kind of like, well, I'm probably not going to retain it because it doesn't, it is not like what gets me going, you know, type of thing. Right. But I am trying, like doing the blind reviews is forcing me to now pay oh, attention. So as I like learn more, I could probably then answer that question better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for now, I mean, I can tell people what I like, what's in my wheelhouse. Like I know yeah. my palette, like, is so much more um, like I have like a, a palette for more heavier cigars. Kevin is not like those kick his ass, oh, you know? Gosh, I mean, he yeah. can smoke them, but it's like he kind of, there's certain cigars that he knows I he cannot, it's just not, but I drink moonshine. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, I want a cigar that's on that level, yes, you know? Yeah, so for we have just such different palettes in, right. in that sense. But he can pretty much name anything, and I'm like, uh, I just know I, I like no it. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, so you get a lot of tasting notes. Like, did it take you a long time to develop that palette? So yeah, okay. So yeah. in the beginning, you know, of course, you know the 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 wheel, right? Like, there's the wheel of all the different notes you can get and stuff. And like, somewhat kind of make fun of because there's so much on there that I don't get. Oh yeah, um, but you know, obviously you're going to get any kind of, uh, like grassy, earthy, like notes for the most part, because you're smoking tobacco. I mean, that's right. a given, you know? Totally. Um, but as far as like, some people say they never get leather. I actually do get leather. I love, you know? Leather. Yeah. I do. And I, I, I seek those type of cigars out too. Like Me I, too. you know, so yes. when I know what kind of is causing that, then that's the kind, then that's how I'm learning. It's like, Oh, okay. Well then, you know, like this is a, a you know, a Corojo, um, you know, which is kind of on the lighter side, you know, yeah. than like a Habano or something like that. So there's certain cigars that you wouldn't think are going to have those things, but they do because yeah. of what it's, what the filler is or what the other, some have double wrappers or, you know, it's so much to learn. Seriously. And like, but for me, the notes are, you know, I kind of look for that peppery spice, like on the tongue, mm-hmm. like I want it to kind of tingle. Um, you know, the nicotine, if it's not there, that's fine. But I like when it kind of gradually creeps up, you know, um, I never got chocolate for the longest time. Like every, like every, every cigar, Kevin's like, oh, this has got chocolate. I'm like, I, do I not know what chocolate or cocoa tastes like? I'm like, I felt so stupid at times. Like, how do I not know what chocolate tastes like? But then I eventually started, like, I had so I made myself kind of eat more chocolate. I guess I didn't really eat, like, a ton, especially dark chocolate. Like, I never really kind of was a chocolate in person. But then I would, like, um, like, have some hot chocolate. I was trying different coffee flavors. And once I really started doing the coffees is when I really started getting more of that hazelnut or Coke, you know, the cocoa, like, type of notes. But it took me forever to like pick up on those notes because I wasn't getting them in the beginning. I was like, how did I go my whole life not knowing? I'm like, it tastes like a cigar. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Absolutely. (laughs) And then like, then you throw in like, um, like a barbecue, like the fire cured, like tobacco and stuff in there that has such a smoky deliciousness and that could be overpowering for some, but I I do enjoy it. I, I find that to be, uh, a really uh, nice uh, 
tobacco that they put in, especially, you know, like a, a Pappy Van Winkle by Drew. Oh my God. Like yeah. I could smoke those. Kevin finds mm. them to be too harsh, but I love them. Yes. I think they, they have such a nice undertone to them. But, um, but yeah, the flavor wheel took me a while. <laughs> I called the flavor. I still feel like I have a lot to learn because my palate wasn't as expanded as I thought at my age. I'm like, oh, sure. Like, you know, I'm old. You know, I've lived a while. Like my palate, because everyone's like, oh, your palate's not, you haven't had enough on your palate. You I did it. Right. I absolutely 100% did not. And I thought I did, but I did right. it. So, you know, I really started like, um, drinking different wines, just trying different foods and really kind of also experimenting with pairings because sometimes I won't pair anything with my cigar just yeah. to see if I can pick up other notes. Like maybe my palate's muted because I ate something or drank something that's just totally. not to totally pairing properly with it. But, um, but yeah, now like I have a pretty good sense of like, if I stay like with coffee or if I drink like a certain wine, like wine is tricky. I feel like it with is. cigars, you know? And so I'll drink like, um, you know, like water or I'll drink a, a like a, like I drink the zero sugar root beer all the time yeah. <laughs> with like almost all my cigars. Cause it has almost like a little burn, Ooh. even like a Dr. Pepper. Cause some, even if the cigar yeah. doesn't have a lot to it, I kind of like the pairing cause it kind of does a little tingle on your tongue. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I choose it, but it, it's something I go, is my go-to. I'm like, oh, root beer, here we go. Yes, I like root beer with so. it too. Especially yeah, the it's, bold ones. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't nice. know why it gives that nice back and forth. Yes. So, you know, not everyone's obviously a huge coffee drinker or even an iced, like a cold, you know, iced coffee or a cold brew. But I'll, I, I do like coffee, especially if the cigar has those chocolatey notes. It really just enhances totally. the coffee. So I'm really starting to get into the pairings and then and feeling out how those notes, are they there? Am I just like, because I try not to ever pay attention to what other people say about cigars when I try a new cigar, a cigar for the first time. Yeah. So I can really be honest to myself. Like, did I even get anything out of this and then I'll go back and listen to someone else I'm like I got none of those notes <laughs> yeah, right. you know none you know yeah. there's some people who get I don't know, fried chick I don't even know like some of the stuff yes. people say I'm like how I had how somebody the other day they were like it tasted like pizza pizza crust and french fries and then I smoked it I'm like God, yeah, I want it. that cigar, then maybe I <laughs> won't too. eat pizza crust and french fries all the time. I was I so excited. <laughs> I was so excited to taste it, but then I never tasted it. It was so no, sad. I know. Like, I've heard people say, you know, like, they they get like a, um, like a cereal taste, like a fruity cereal or like other things like that. And that's, that's fine. I don't, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever gotten any real sweet, sweet note except for on occasion a few cigars that had like I feel like almost like a more of a like a blossom like an orange blossom like some kind of um a note that's there that I can never quite like put my finger on it but it, yes. it has that it's a, a natural sweetness it's not like ooh sugary sweet it's like when you're a kid and you ever have like those little uh flowers that the honeysuckles oh yeah it has just that hint of sweetness mm. but it has that floral 
to it, yeah. which still makes it kind of sweet. That's kind of some of the cigars I've had, but I've never had a sweet cigar except for if it's infused. Right. You know, that's exactly. like a, a, a tip, you know, a dip tip or whatever. So I don't know where people get some of the sweetness I from. Know. I'm like, how? The other day for the first time, I got a cherry flavor. It was like out of the whole cigar, just like a slight cherry note. I'm like, I've never tasted this before. Yeah, I've had that a few times, like a, a cherry or like a black cherry type yeah, of like undertone. cherry, yeah. But I wonder if that's kind of like, my lighter just went out, um, like a, a brandy, you know, or something like that in that family. Oh, you're right. You know, like those, sometimes I do get that, but that's very rare. Yeah. Very All right, last common. time I'm going to let this go out. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do you have to tell our listeners about you or your family or any of your um, stuff? So you have so many things going on. <laughs> we do. We have a lot going on. I, I still feel funny sometimes, but I, I think I, I feel like now, especially in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is fun. But now I feel like a, a little bit of a duty and an obligation, especially to mm. women cigar smokers, even younger women cigar smokers, because I know oh. how I felt when I first started smoking, even with Kevin, like we would go somewhere. I felt out of place sometimes. And it's not that anyone purposely made me feel out of place it was just one of those things where you sit there and you're like is there a place for me in the cigar world like is like are there rules to this like I you know (laughs) and 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 then when you sit down and you meet women and then you also hear a lot of men who say oh I wish my significant other or my my wife or my girlfriend or whatever would smoke cigars um and they're like, oh, I wish they were more like you. Well, it's no, you don't wish they were more like me. You just maybe approach it like, hey, try yeah. try a cigar. You know, have, have, I think a lot of men too, it's an escape for them. So maybe right. they really don't want their significant others to, to be part of it. But yeah. it is really cool that Kevin and I have that uh, connection yes. together, that we get to do this together. Because I, I mean we both do have our own passions and our own hobbies, but this is something we can share together, which, you know, is enjoyable. But there are so many times that I have held myself back because I feel like women in the cigar industry um, sometimes aren't taken seriously. Totally. Or they're not uh, treated the same. Or like, obviously if you see like on social media and I'm not, listen, everyone needs to live their life the way they do, like more power to them. But I choose not to show a lot of myself, you know? And, you know, I'm not judging anyone who does. I just want people to respect me on a different level. Like, you know, if I'm in my bathing suit and like I decide I'm gonna smoke a cigar and take a picture, that's that's one thing, you know? But that's not who I am as a person, like to put put my whole self out there. So five years of being on Instagram, I used to like, you know, post a picture here and there and I wasn't really like huge and engaging. And then when I really wanted to start kind of promoting for cigars and really supporting cigar uh, manufacturers and companies and just cigar makers that I love, you know, I really started posting more. But I noticed that I don't probably have as many followers as some others because I don't put myself out there like some people but that's okay you know like it took me a little bit at first I was kind of like this is frustrating because this like makes me feel like 
we're not being taken seriously. But I don't, over time I have found that not to be the case. Like I've had some incredible conversations with people who actually genuinely want to like talk about the cigars. Yes. You know, like I'm clearly like, don't need you to ask me what my bra size is. Like exactly. it's none of your business. <laughs> you know, like, do you want to talk to me about the cigar? Cool. If you don't, I don't, you know, have much else to say then, right. you know, but, uh, you know, I feel like it's important for women to be who they need to be, whatever yeah. capacity that is. But as far as the cigar community goes, like if you really want to be in the cigar community, like all women have to, you know, band together and be welcoming and, and help educate other women and and yes. let them know it's it's safe, it's fun, it's good, it's you know a nice place to be. Um, sometimes I think you know we don't do that enough for each other. Definitely, I feel like you know with women there's a lot I more. I feel like as women absolutely like we I was part of this women's round table for the McAuliffe cigar company and I that was like I was nerd like oh, there is women who 30 plus years like smoking cigars so it's like oh my god I have no business being part of this but it was so amazing to listen to them and like them pave that way for me to be able to you know smoke cigars you know they were like the pioneers like pe- people must have looked at them like they were crazy yeah smoking cigars you know and like now look at all these women these beautiful women are out there smoking these cigars and going out to all these different events and and it's amazing to see and but running them yeah and running them it's amazing so yes. i think there needs to be more of us <laughs> yes and i think there are but like you said it, a lot of people just keep it hidden because you don't they feel do. comfortable in a lounge because guys are judgmental or they can't yeah. be. Well, they can be. And I think that's like, that's just it. Like advice, you know, to men is that, you know, like we are approachable, you know, on yeah. other levels and like. And we're knowledgeable. Yeah. There's a lot of women who are knowledgeable and, and the ones that are seeking it for other reasons, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Like why it's like should not even be a, a, an issue that will affect anyone long-term. You know, how's yes. it really affecting anyone's lives? Like you can keep scrolling, you can keep, you don't have to engage, exactly. you know? And I feel like that there are so many people who get so up in arms and I'm like, but just, just don't engage. Yeah. You know, why even co- comment on it? And like I said, like, I, I feel like a lot of those women are, 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 are intelligent, smart women. And if they want to, you know, show their bodies, that doesn't mean that they're not smart, intelligent women, exactly. you know? And so I feel like though that there is a, 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 a weird shift for women like me versus women like that, it's, we are still about the cigar community. We just choose to approach it in different, in different ways, but I would like us all to still link up together. Yeah. I think that, that as women, we, we tend to not be able to do that sometimes. Yeah, tend to compete a little bit. Yeah, more for it, the it, attention. Right, and and but. that and that's what I see, and I think that that's probably the worst thing about us women yes, <laughs> in the cigar community, because men don't do that to each other. They yeah. they could all sit and come from all different walks of life and be fine, but for whatever reason, us women sometimes have to one up each other. It's so bizarre. Yes. Don't get it. Yeah, and I, I think to smoke with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to meet all these other women who are smoking because, like, 
it would be cool to like see hear their stories and see how relatable we can be you know like a network of women and i just think that we just need more women to keep pushing women to keep talking and keep putting Absolutely. ourselves out there that that's what i would like to say beautiful i love that that's perfect now where can everybody find you your youtube channel your accessories yeah, so- Right. So Cigar Prop is on YouTube, on Instagram, um, and on Facebook. And then um, the Trash Panda, same. We have a web, we have websites, you know, that you could trashpanda.com uh, or trashpandacigars.com and then uh, cigarprop.com. And then on YouTube, it's just Cigar Prop, Instagram. Then for me, it's just Jessica Brandt on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, and then Kevin has obviously his own personal, which is Kevin Shahan. Um, but we, he's just cigar prop at this point, (laughs) you know, everybody just calls him cigar prop. It it is God, if we ever sell, sell it off, (laughs) I was like, how would, how would you not be cigar prop anymore? But yeah, (laughs) but yeah, we're on all the social medias. I mean, he's on everything, you know, I am on Instagram and Facebook. That's about the extent of me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I feel you. I know I'm not even on Facebook anymore because it was creepier than Instagram. Yeah, Facebook could be scary. For me, it's more like that's where most of my family is on. So like I do that, but I I don't post as much on Facebook as they do on Instagram. Right. right. Um, But Instagram is cool because you can pretend you don't have an inbox. (laughs) Yes, it's nice. (laughs) On Facebook, it just keeps always pops up. But on Instagram, it like never lets you know. It can just, that that number can just stay in the corner and yes. you can just be like, I don't see it. Yeah, I just keep scrolling. <laughs> just keep going. Well, cool. I'll put all those links in the show notes too so everybody can find it. Thank you. And thank you so much for this. This has been perfect. Amazing. Yeah, this is this was nice. Thank you for making it painless. I was so good. good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I did too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Jessica. What an incredible journey you've experienced. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you and your significant other in this industry. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And I'll talk to you soon.